Welcome to another trip down the Bourbon Road with your hosts, Jim and Mike. So grab a glass of your favorite bourbon and kick back. We would like to thank our friends at Premium Bar Products for sponsoring this episode. If you're ready to step up your game at your home bar, check out premiumbarproducts.com to choose from their wide selection of glassware, all of which can be custom engraved with your personal message or logo. And there's no minimum order. So after the episode, head over to premiumbarproducts.com and check out everything they have to offer. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. I'm Jim Shannon. I'm Mike Hyatt. And this is the Bourbon Road. And today, Mike, the road has taken us to a bit south. Well, we're, we're Jim, we're sitting in a pool. <laughs> Chest deep and, and nice, tepid bathwater pool. <laughs> yeah, we're down in the uh, Riviera Maya of Mexico. About halfway between Cancun and Cozumel. Well, yeah, Cozumel's an island, but I would say Playa del Carmen or yeah. uh, Tulum. Halfway between there, it's about a 30-minute van ride down from the airport to here beautiful resort uh we've been here this is our fifth trip down here so we asked you guys if you wanted to come came down here for vacation 10-day vacation we got uh we got almost a week behind us well six days right it's six days i've been scouting i don't even know what day it is i know we got like four days left four days left yeah so we're we're settled in here we've got the we've got the whole routine down we haven't been here before but we feel like uh we kind of know the place a little bit now after a few days. and So we decided to record an episode. We brought some bottles with us, though. We, we did. knew they didn't have anything but Jim Beam down here, right? Which is respectable to have it. I'm glad they do. But I haven't taken any Jim Beam yet. Have you? Well, I did some one day. Oh, that's right. You had a mule, didn't a you? A mule. Um, but they have some other whiskeys here. They have some Irish whiskeys. They have some scotches. They got some Johnny Walker uh, Red Label and Black Label. So that's still respectable for Scotch drinker, but a bourbon drinker needs a little bit of bourbon too. Yeah, well, I've been drinking my other bourbon all week. The gin, <laughs> my gin, gin, and tonics. gin and tonics all week. I figured if I'm going to be down here in the jungle, I better protect myself from a little bit of malaria. So I'm taking my tonic water. <laughs> no, actually, I'm taking my gin. Tonic just happens to be there. So, so we got a bunch of new roadies here. We we gathered some roadies up. We brought them over here. We're going to let them taste some of this. The first bourbon we're going to taste today is an Eagle Rare store pick. Me and you had recorded an episode with Bernie Lovers. Yep. We were downtown. We looked at social media. We saw some of our friends were downtown. Lahanna from Copper and Oak, right? Yep. Over in Danville. She was downtown doing an episode at Rabbit Hole. And uh, we decided we'd go have dinner with her. Had dinner with her. We saw that they had a store pick. And both of us had to snatch a bottle of Yeah, and they had a few store picks there. So good spot to go and have a few drinks, have a good dinner. And then, of course... You know, as you're getting ready to go, you can look at the three or four or five bottles of picks they have there. Uh, looked like they had some good ones. It's just the Eagle Rare kind of got my attention. I bought that bottle and a bottle of the Limestone Weeded. You know, I got that sweet tooth, so I had to have a bottle of the Weeded. But uh, Eagle Rare, been around since 1975. It was created by Seagram's. And then Seagram's sold out, <clears throat> and they sold us the Sazerac. Now, it used to be 101 proof. It's been proofed down to 90. Uh, these store picks are pretty nice, though. Even though this is a ten-year bourbon, they used to be a they were non non-single barrel. Then it was a single barrel, and now it's back to a non-single barrel. But this is a true single barrel, right? Well, my I always heard that they poured them 
out of it one barrel at a time until it filled up, and then they rolled the next barrel in, sort of. So it wasn't really a true single, a true single barrel, but it kind of worked out that way. I mean, you could get one that had a little bit of one, a little bit of the other in it. They weren't guaranteed to be. Well, anyway, so it used to have 10 years on the front, then went to 10 years on the neck, and then went to 10 years on the back. This, this still on there, it's still says it's kind of hidden you need to you have to look a little bit now you got to worry a little bit when a bourbon starts moving their age statement to from from very prominent on the neck of the bottle down to the front a little bit smaller and then they move it to the back of the bottle and small print you're kind of thinking it might go away after that but i don't know i think we're kind of past the whole scare of having you know distilleries running out of well-aged bourbons well this is an iconic bottle really if you think about it even though it's not that old um Eagle Rare has a beautiful eagle on the front. It almost screams America, right? For a Native America spirit, um, super beautiful bottle. I say, let's go ahead and taste this thing, though. Let's do it, Jim. Let's do it. Oh, I love that nose on it. I hit the nose first. Mike, it's a little windy out here right now. I don't know if people can hear the wind, but there's music in the background. There's a lot of activity going on here. We're at, we're at the little side pool here to try and keep the noise down a little bit, but the wind has really picked up here. Now I get the out of this bourbon right here. I get a little bit of that oak for ten years. You're going to get a little bit of chocolate on it. Just a, I'd say cocoa puffs. Yeah, cereal. That chocolate, that oak, that vanilla, some burnt caramel on there. Yep, chocolatey caramel, sweet. A little bit of uh, like raisinets, kind of the chocolate chocolate covered raisins. Some of that dark fruit. Yeah. I want to take a sip now. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, there's some. That's a that's a fine whiskey, Mike. That's always a fine whiskey. Anytime you get your hands on a bottle of Eagle Rare, it's something you need to grab. Uh, the flavors on it are kind of well-balanced between well-aged, oaky kind of flavor and then a more sweet subtle bold kind of younger bourbon that's kind of right, fits right in that saddle right in the middle right where you want your bourbon to be so in the bourbon community didn't stop just because we left kentucky right they kept going they keep they keep going uh, to my surprise to your, i thought they just <laughs> stopped because we left they stopped distilling whiskey cool thing about it is though is uh the kentucky bourbon festival is going to be in full swing this year and they sold out within days of them releasing their tickets. Yeah. So it's not the same old show that we're used to. It's a new deal this year. And the word got out. Well, it's going to be, you got to be over 21 to get in. It's that craft fair is going away. More of an adult theme, you know, where they're going to have some vendors out there, but it's not going to be that country fair theme anymore where you had that before with hay bales and, uh, mom and pop vendors out there. I think they still have some bourbon related vendors. Yeah. But they'll have more music. But you want to have cell phone vendors and AT&T and all that kind of stuff. It's all going to be bourbon related. Yeah. All bourbon related. Uh, some great names in there. Don't want to miss it. Even if you haven't gotten tickets yet, I would still try to travel there and check it out. Yeah. It's still worth the travel. And if you're not there, um, there's other great things to do in Kentucky. The, the distilleries don't shut down. They just send booths there. And that's another thing that kind of has made it a little bit different now. You know, now they got a few more hotels down there. They got a few more restaurants. The Bottle and Bond Kitchen is always good. That was available last time. But, you know, that's definitely some place to go. If you can't get into the festival, definitely get to the Bottle and Bond Kitchen. Get down to Heaven Hill and take a tour. 
yeah, you if you want to come anyways, it's a great time to be on the bourbon trail that time of year. It's still kind of warm. I still wish they would have kept it in October, like more of a bourbon, not a bourbon festival, but an Oktoberfest for bourbon. You know, me and you went down there two years ago and it was, it seemed like it was 105 degrees. But, you know, I guess they wanted to keep with their, their theme and go back to September. So I still think that's cool. Other big news is that Heaven Hill doesn't like that Wally Dant and the Dant family is starting up Log Steel Distillery. You know, I kind of surprised by that because it seemed like the Dant family had taken extra care not to cross over the line, right? I think they have. I think, you know, me and you talked about presidents. We've talked about this and discussed it. And Heaven Hill has let other names use uh, names in the past. Yeah. So... You kind of wonder about that. Why now? I understand they got to protect protect their product, but at the same time, um, is it a David versus Goliath? It's business. Yeah, that's what it boils down to and stuff. We'll see how it boils out, and uh, I think people are divided on what they think about it. Yeah, I think it's a fun. I think it's funny business trademark protection. You know, certainly companies who have trademarks that need to be protected. Uh, it's kind of a double edged sword. You don't want to sue everybody because it's expensive and it takes time and it kind of makes you look like a bully right that's what it that's what everybody i think a lot of people are going to perceive it as unless you're a business person and you have your own business and you've been through that trademark protection and i think it's all about how the dant family used dant legacy on their website um from what i've read about it in a couple articles that's what the suit's all about like i said it's been used before I think the dance sold that distillery back in 1943 in the middle of World War II. Right. Um, and that it's been sold several times since then. I don't remember what the exact year Heaven Hill bought it, but them owning it, do they own the Dant family name? Could you imagine that well, having the, a Shannon company and somebody coming and you say, you can't use that? Well, the thing is, is, you know, they, they, they it's, it's about market confusion. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're trying to prevent market confusion. And I was mentioning earlier, you know, the double-edged sword. Well, the double-edged sword is, one. on one hand, you're perceived as a bully because you're suing everybody for everything. On the other hand, if you don't do that, then when you do have to go to battle over a trademark violation, the judge looks at it and says, well, you didn't defend that one two years ago. Why are you fighting now? Yeah. So they got to play a very careful game with their attorneys. And uh, I don't know. I don't know where to put the blame. I don't know how it's going to pan out in the end. I kind of like what uh, the Dant family's doing. I think it's something exciting. They got to got to have that uh, that nice experience down there. And That's I, a whole Napa Valley experience. They're going to do a bed and breakfast there. They're going to have an amphitheater for music, the distillery itself, the tasting room, and I believe they're going to have a restaurant down there. That would be nice to see in that area. Kind of those old distilleries coming back. It's on the original grounds. They got the old water tower there with the Dant family name on it. Pretty cool. I think that's a cool experience. I think something Heaven Hill should embrace. Uh, Everybody there in Bargetown needs to Mm -hmm. embrace that. Bring Bargetown out of the 1950s. Bring it in to the 2020s. Make it that experience where more people are able to come to the Bourbon Trail. Oh, one more thing about this Eagle Rare. Now, this particular pick is called Joe Bond's Rare. I don't know a whole lot about the pick itself, but what I do know is the finish is very long on this, or at least medium long. 
And uh, because as we're sitting here talking, it took a while before I needed to reach for another sip. I mean, it was like, it was there. It was holding on. It was hanging on. And it's kind of hanging on with that bit of an oaky finish. Yeah, well, you see my glass is empty. And we both got a really good pour because we're not worried about going to work. We're not worried about driving or anything. We're just standing in the pool. We have you're, one job today. You're almost neck level deep. I, <laughs> I'm I'm about chest level deep. I'm treading water to keep my microphone above water. <laughs> what I'd say about these, if you can get an Eagle Rare, don't pass it up. Uh, a regular bottle will cost you around $33 in the store. If you see it, snatch it up. They're well worth the money. I think you paid 53 to $56 for this one. Mid-50s for a pick, which is, in, in my opinion, for a 10-year-old bourbon, 90 proof. A little bit allocated, hard to find, you know. Um, so uh, it's very rare to find an Eagle Rare on the shelf in a store. So when you do, I would suggest you snap it up. Uh, don't buy too many of them. Leave some for somebody else to grab one. But uh, definitely get you one for sure. Yeah, why not? Especially from a place like Doc Crows. If you haven't been to downtown Kentucky or if you haven't been to downtown Louisville and stopped Doc Crows, if you're traveling to Louisville, Right down the road from Old Forester is Doc Crows. You can go in there, get a great bite to eat. The Southern cooking, you get barbecue, you can get hamburgers, you can get a steak in there. Great place to eat, great entertainment. Stop in there, check them out. You can get a store pick, like you said. They usually have four or five on the shelf there right as you walk in. Don't think those are just for drinking. They're for buying, right, Jim? That's right. That's right. So this... This show we're recording right now, it'll air on Wednesday the 14th. Is that right? Yep. Wednesday the 14th. So if you're listening to the show on Wednesday the 14th, you can be one, the one thing can be, you can know for sure. Mike and I are in a pool on the coast of Mexico, and we got a drink in our hand. I probably have a Bloody Mary in one hand and a Coors Light in another one. Or, or uh, I've seen you stack two Coors Lights in one hand. <laughs> Drink out of one of them, and as soon as it's gone, the one underneath is ready to take over. Well, it doesn't get cold. It doesn't get it doesn't get warm. So I, I can I guess I can kind of do that. Well, listeners, stick with us in the second half. You know the weeded king of Kentucky probably bought some weeded bourbon to Mexico with me. So stick with us. We'll be right back. All right. You know, you can't drink whiskey without glassware. And Mike and I are extremely pleased to have a sponsor like Premium Bar Products. Premium Bar Products offers direct-to-consumer the finest whiskey glasses, cocktail glasses, and bar tools with your own personal engraving. I mean, you can write anything you want on these glasses. Anything from a company logo to a personal statement and there are no minimum orders. Their direct consumer platform offers you the opportunity to purchase small quantities of your favorite glass shapes that enhance the pleasure of enjoyment and drinking a whiskey and make it all very positive. They offer the absolute finest trending and handmade glasses as well as a comprehensive range of styles and all of their items have been designed with purpose, practicality, and longevity in mind. So if you're a bourbon or whiskey group and you need custom logos, you need to reach out to Premium Bar Products. If you're an individual, you just want a few for your bar to impress your friends, to give out as gifts, you need to call Premium Bar Products. They need to be your one and only source for custom glassware. I can tell you right now, the Bourbon Road, that's who we use. 
Janie and Carson and the team there at Premium Bar Products will take care of you. They'll treat you like family and they'll take care of you with every order. All right, well, we are back. Mike, what do we have in our glass for the second half? Well, you know you know how much I love some Weller, right? Uh, yeah, what, what do they call you? <laughs> A weeded king of Kentucky. Uh, Weller 107. Some people call it the antique. Uh, what's the other terms for it? Uh, Weller 107. It's red label. You know, they call it the red label Weller. It used to be old Weller antique. Yeah, it's a different bottle today. This one actually has a cork. They went to that cork with a yellow foil or gold foil on it. It was a screw top for the longest time, right? Yeah, screw top whiskey. A lot of people considered it bottom shelf. Now you can barely find it. You can barely find those. I picked that bottle up in Oklahoma City. I probably, if I could have just got rid of my clothes and just brought all that back, I probably would have. Vivian would have been too happy with me. But uh, I brought back a couple bottles, brought that bottle with me to Mexico. If people don't know who William LaRue Weller, he, he is the godfather of weeded bourbon. Supposedly, he's the first guy to make weeded bourbon because of weeded, weeded bread. 1849 is when he first came out with his weeded bourbon. And you know how the old story goes. He would put a green thumb on it because people kept saying, hey, this is his whiskey, and it wasn't. So he put his green thumbprint on the barrel. That way people could tell it was his whiskey. Now, I think all the whiskeys that came from him, right? Because he had Stitzel Weller. That was his distillery. Right. So, Pappy Van Winkle, he worked for him. Supposedly, the Samuels worked for him, too. So, you can think of all those brands that came from William LaRue Weller, right? Right. So, back back in the 1800s, before bottles came along, everybody drank whiskey out of a cask, out of a barrel barrel yeah so the barrels would be stacked up behind the bartender right and you, and when you said when you looked up there you'd say give me that well or that green thumb weller up there the green dot weller whatever it was right you could almost guarantee that it didn't have spit in it, it didn't it was his whiskey right it was his weeded bourbon now a lot of people say that weeded bourbon is a little softer has more floral notes to it it's more approachable I think at 107 proof, it can get some spice to it, right? A little bit of fire, maybe. A little bit of fire, cinnamon. Um, you know, that's the, one of the reasons I like it. it. has those floral notes on it. it. has that light fruit flavoring to it. It's it's just a lovely bourbon. Well, me. let's check out this bottle. Let's do it. That nose, you can s- smell them floral notes, and there almost some roses in there to me. Light fruit, like peach or a little bit of honey in there. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of I'm getting a little bit of uh it's soft up front, but it's got the bite in the mid palate. I'm getting that fruit. I'm getting a little bit of cherry though for me. I get a little bit of cherry typically when I drink a weller. This one's got a little bit more of like a cherry mixed with something. It might be like you said, like a peach, like che- peach cherry kind of. The oak is there with this one too. That spice on the tongue, it just kind of grabs hold of your tongue and says, Hey, I'm a good whiskey. And we've told a bunch of people down here about drinking whiskey, and they're like, I don't like whiskey. Uh, You know, I used to shoot it back in the day. Well, bourbon's really not a a shooter whiskey. It's more of a, let me sip on you, relax, and enjoy the flavors inside this thing. 
Now we're breaking a few pool rules here because we've got our Glen Cairns with us. <laughs> Just a couple. We're probably we're in a privileged pool too, and I don't think we got the privilege package. <laughs> but hey, the Bourbon Road has done taken over here at the Valentine Imperial Mayan down on the Riviera Maya of Mexico. Having a great time down here. Great people. Just a beautiful resort. If you're going to come to an all-inclusive, you don't want to bring your kids. This is the place to come to, Jim. Yeah, and they and they've got uh, they've got top shelf liquors here, which is different than a lot of places you go, right? Yeah, if you're going to come to somewhere, some resorts we've went to won't have that top shelf. They have the top shelf here. You might have to ask for it. You know, you've seen me drink a little bit of vodka this week. I like Grey Goose too, and they keep it in the freezer here. They keep it cold for me. I can go up there and ask for it, but uh, I know my wife was drinking some rum, and you're drinking gin. What kind of gin were you drinking? Tangeray. Tangeray. Yeah. Was that top shelf? Uh, I don't know if Tangeray is top shelf. I mean, there's certainly some gins that are above it on the shelf, but Tangeray would be considered a premium brand. It's you know, it's it's not beef eater. You know, uh, it's not Bombay. It's a little bit. It's a little bit higher on the shelf, I think. Yeah, I'd like to see them get more bourbons here, uh, but I could see how, you know, when you're at a paradise place like this, you don't really want to drink bourbons. I kind of wish they would have them for a bourbon mimosa in the morning with some champagne, orange juice, and bourbon, or you can get an old-fashioned at the bar or something. You know, drinking a good bourbon in old-fashioned compared to just drinking beam, not the beam's bad or anything. It's still good. But it would be nice to see that. I can hear them over there in the other pool. I think you're missing your uh, pool yoga session. Hey, I, don't, I don't think I'm missing that. <laughs> I think that's an exercise bike. I don't want nothing to do with that thing. This is about as much exercise as I'm going to get today is lifting this glass. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess my, my morning exercise includes, uh, you know, drinking a, a nice big cold drink and watching them do the bikes. You know, not not me. That's a, that's a lot of work watching. I, I got up at 530 this morning, got chairs. That was that exercise yeah. enough. Walked down the beach, took a beautiful photo of, of some bourbon bottles and stuff. The thing I liked about the Weller 107 than the Weller regular, you know, if you're just drinking Weller Special Reserve, you get a little bit of that, you know, weeded bourbon flavors and stuff, but you don't get everything with this. Right here, you get that cinnamon spice, everything nice. Yeah. Um, some cereal notes in there a little bit. A little bit of hug on this one, though. Just a little bit. It's, it's, it's going down. You get a little bit of a little bit of chest burn, little chest burn there. Kentucky hug, but not too much. The finish on this one is medium, but uh, it's a good finish. It's got a great flavor to it. That oak's coming through now. Weller 107 is typically around seven years old. The barrels are usually, you know, tapped when they're about seven years old, which is a good age. We, we always say six to 12, right? And they've come out with more Wellers in the past year or two. You know, you got Weller foolproof. You got Weller single barrel. You got CYPB, which is a fan favorite. A lot of people beat it up. Me and you tasted it. We both loved it. We're like, we don't know why people are beating this stuff up. Yeah. Um, a lot of times it's because people, it's, it's allocated. They can't get it. It makes them mad. So when they do get to taste it, they're like, ah, that's crap. You know, it just makes them feel better about not being able to get it. Well, there's a lot of good, other good bourbons out there. If you can't get some allocated stuff, try some craft bourbons. All that craft bourbon out there is super delicious, super good. You can find it usually in your local area. There'll be a, a distillery that'll have something. Now you told me some other news that just came out, Jim, about Sazerac. Yeah. So, um, so news uh, press release released by Sazerac. Uh, I got it in my email either late yesterday or early this morning. Um, so everybody remembers the early times brand. It's a bottle and bond brand. It was from Brown Forming. I had I had the 
the blue label. It's always a crowd favorite, good, solid juice, uh, always able to get, then it came in liter bottles instead of seven fifties. You could get it for around $22 for a liter. That's a pretty good price. And it was good, solid bourbon, right? That is a good, solid bourbon. It's not a bad price. Everybody was scared. Everybody started buying it up off the shelf. Where you had to wonder if they were just going to do away with the brand. They put it they on the that, shelf, right? You know, they got it on their stockpile. Say, hey, we might pull this out twenty years if we need it. Right. But they didn't. The new people liked it. Hey, that's a smart move right there. I just wonder when are they going to switch over to their juice? When are they going to switch over to Barton juice? Well, you know, seventeen ninety two produces some fantastic whiskey. We know that. Um, and most of their stocks that we've tasted in the past have all been around six, seven, eight years, except for that 12-year bottle, the 1792 12-year. Mm-hmm. But even at six, seven, and eight years, fantastic liquid, really delicious. They have a bottle and bond there, too. Anyway, Sazerac's going to pr- produce at the 1792 Barton Distillery. They're going to produce that bottle now. And I'm going to expect it's going to be pretty darn tasty. I think it'll be a little more fiery. Right? You think it'll have uh, more of a more price? They'll add some price to it? I think they will. I think they will. I think they'll probably release it. My guess is probably in the $30 range. I didn't read the whole uh, press release, by the way. I probably should have. But that's good news because, you know, they could have produced that a lot of places. But a 1792 bottle and bond release, I think, would be delicious. Well, I can't can't disagree with you there. I'm glad that they stayed with that and, uh, we're coming out with we traveled down here jim and uh we brought our distillery product glen cairns with us we're drinking out of them today but another company had sent us some stuff snoop glass sent us some uh stainless steel glen cairns almost look like glen cairn right they call it their snoot neat glass stainless steel it looks wood grain pool safe pool safe travel safe <laughs> you could it you could stick a mini bottle in there to yeah. travel with and you'll be just fine not that bad speedos in there too I don't know. I don't know. My speedos would fit in there, Jim. <laughs> too big, too big. So they take in a, you buy that on Amazon. Great price. Check them out. Great for travel. I like that because these Glencairns are very delicate, right? Um, you, you've broke a couple probably. I broke just a few. Yeah. yeah. I, I know I've, I've broke several of them and stuff. Um, they're nice to have. They don't travel well. I don't, we traveled down here though. They made them through customs. They made them through TSA. I packed it really good inside, like three pair of socks. And underwear in there, too? Not, No, not underwear. What about your Speedo? Did your Speedo no, fit in your no, hair? No, they don't fit in there. <laughs> <laughs> I quit wearing Speedos a while back. <laughs> there had, we have seen some Speedos here since we've been here. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how they do it. Some guy scoots right up next to him. And I said, hey, man, six foot, buddy. Six foot. <laughs> Get away. We need the social, social, social distance. distance. Yeah. Get away from me. Well, Jim, hey, what a great episode to, to just hang out at the pool with you this week. Um, drink a little bit of bourbon. Drink a whole bunch of Coors Lights. Drink some fruity drinks. Drink whatever the hell we wanted to because it's all paid for, right? That's right. And if you're listening to this episode and you got your Google Maps up, just put in Imperial Mayan Riviera Resort and uh, and go zoom in on the on the satellite view and look for that big, long pool in the middle towards the I guess it'd be the west end of the pool there is a little hut bar. That's where Mike yeah. and I are. So yeah. if you want to zoom in and see where we're at, we're right there at the Earth Bar. Right at the Earth Bar. Come down here. It's not a bad place to be. Um, great place to get a tan, meet nice people, drink some bourbon in the pool. Roadies. Roadies. 
So, yeah. Right. So, hey, where can people find us on social media, Jim? Well, you can find us on all social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok. We're TikTok, a little bit on TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you can find us on all the social medias. We are at The Bourbon Road. We also have a website called TheBourbonRoad.com. And what do we got on there, Mike? So we got our articles we write on there. Not about our episodes so much. Sometimes just our thoughts of what's going on. Sometimes I'll write a blog just about a town like Bardstown or Louisville or Lexington or Frankfurt and tell you our top three places on there. Look for those articles. We have our reviews that Adam Booth Bay puts up there for us. Check those reviews out if you're about to buy a whiskey. Usually it's a craft whiskey, but sometimes we'll put a big boy on there. Like we reviewed uh, Old Granddad Bottled and Bond the other day. We put that up there. So that's something that's really available. If you can't find one of those crafts, check those reviews out. You can also find our swag on there. We have our bourbon bullshit, our t-shirt. We have our hats. We have our glasses. And soon, we promise you, soon we'll have our bourbon road t-shirts on there. And hopefully we'll have some bourbon roadie t-shirts too, just for our roadies. Uh, Probably a special order thing. And we're looking into our second bourbon pick. So that will be on our website. It won't be on Facebook. Um, we'll announce it on Facebook, but you'd have to go to our website to check right. it out. So we're going to hold everything over there just to keep within the rules a little bit, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So, uh, Mike, you know, you, people have heard us mentioned several times during the show. Roadies are here. Roadies are there. Roadies listen in. What's a roadie? That's our private Facebook group. So you go to our main Facebook page, click on the, the bottom right there. You'll see the bourbon roadies. Click on that. Join that group. Three easy questions. Are you 21? Do you like bourbon? And do you agree to play nice? Because we don't tolerate any rudeness, as old Woodrow McCall said off Lonesome Dove. That's right. No rudeness. No, no rudeness at all. Everybody needs to be nice to each other. And everybody drinks what they want to drink in there. We don't care how you mix it. We don't care what brand it is. You know, bring what you got and uh, talk about it. Take pictures of it. Uh, share it with other people. Share your news. Yeah. Share your uh, retirements, your anniversaries. Share your grandkids being born. Whatever you want to share with us, we're fine with that. Come in and bullshit. Yeah, just come in there, talk to <laughs> us, show, show your photos, take photos on your vacations for us, on your travels down the Bourbon Road. Take those photos, show them to us. Um, our moderators do a great job in there of keeping that rudeness out of there. So come and check us out. 1,700, 1700 members in there right now. That's right. And 156 or so episodes now. So we're we're cranking them out twice a week. Twice a week. We do two shows a week. We do one on Mondays where we talk about a craft distillery. We try to raise up somebody that's really trying to, you know, rise up and get out of the obscurity and let everybody know about their brand. So we'll, we'll have a craft distillery on once a week. Sometimes it's a big boy, like Mike said. We also do a full-length episode where we interview somebody or we just sit in a pool and drink bourbon in Quintana Roo, Mexico, right? So if you're listening to this right now and you really love this episode, what we'd like for you to do is scroll on up, hit that subscribe button so your social media platform you use or your app that you use on your phone tells you, hey, those Bourbon Road dudes, they released another episode. We want you to listen to it. And then after that, since you like us so much, just scroll on down. Hit that five-star review. We love them five-star reviews. Yeah. I'm not going to tell anybody to leave us one star anymore, Jim. They never do. So it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. So we're very available. People can reach out to us. It doesn't matter. Reach out to us on our website. Reach out to us on Instagram. Reach out to us on Facebook. Probably the most common way and best way to reach us is on Instagram at our Instagram accounts. I'm Jay Shannon 63. I'm one big chief. And we will see you down the bourbon road. Thank you.